On the horn, Smooth Soul Monday, which is where my man Patrick plays jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans. And if you're a Boston Celtics fan or an LA Laker fan, uh, yeah, you are and uh, you are being tortured right now. <laughs> it feels like it anyway, being down 3-0 in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. We'll get to it and talk about that. We'll also talk about Carmelo Anthony uh, retiring and what that means to his legacy. Coming up next segment in Rod's rant of the day, uh, ESPN introducing their top 75 college quarterbacks since 2000. Uh, we'll review that just a little bit because uh, and through the lens of one of my most unpopular takes I've had on radio in Austin since I've been doing this. And I'll review it because uh, I think it's relevant to the top 75 college QBs since 2000. We'll talk about what the Longhorns are ranked, and we'll get into that list a little bit and talk some college football and have a little fun. Reminisce, if you will. All right, let's uh, reminisce a little bit on uh, the NBA Conference Finals, gentlemen, uh, because the Miami Heat are up 3 Oh, on the Celtics and the Nuggets are up 3-0 on the Lakers. Let's start on the Western Conference side of things because uh, Patrick tried to warn us, Harge, and I think we even knew better. We kept saying Denver Nuggets were a better team. We tried. I said, you know, I, I picked the GOATs until, you know, the GOAT gives me a reason to pick against them. Uh, the Denver Nuggets hadn't been to an NBA Finals in the history of the organization. But, uh, yeah, looks like the uh, GOAT has had his day, and his day might be done um, because Jokic and the Denver Nuggets, along with Jamal Murray, who scored 37 points again in games two and three, um, they have taken over this series, and they have a stranglehold on it now, uh, 3-0. And even though you're getting you know, a decent series from LeBron, he's still averaging damn near 24 points a game, over 10 assists, uh, uh, over, three, over nine rebounds per game, shooting 48%. It's just not enough. They need LeBron to put his cape on, and for some reason, he can't. He, he can't pull the cape out right now, and they need him to be Superman. And maybe just at thirty-eight, LeBron can't do that. And maybe they need AD to take on that role and be Superman. And AD really can't do it either. So they don't have enough guys that can put the cape on. And Jamal Murray, man, he's got a couple of. Them. He's got cape on cape on cape, cape, <laughs> yeah. on, cape and Kyle. He's got it all. He's been he's been storing it. He's had it in storage because he's been hurt for the That's last true, two seasons. Right. So His cape is fresh. Just, yeah, he got fresh, a fresh and cape. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing this opportunity going back to the points that y'all made earlier about him not even being an all-star throughout his career. And the reasons being is because he's been sick. He hadn't been – I mean, not sick, but he's been injured and having to deal with so many different things that the world now is starting to see him on the largest stage, even though we've talked about LeBron and how he's kind of – his numbers look okay, but when you watch the game, he doesn't seem like he's as engaged as he once was. You know, a lot of times we saw him – become that guy that was a facilitator. He was getting everybody else involved first. I think he needs to take a different approach and be the guy that gets involved first and have everybody else come with him. Can he do that? No, he can't. 
Anthony Davis, <laughs> Anthony Davis has been that guy. Yeah. They've been trying their best to make sure that he is featured. But LeBron has those moments where it's like, you need to go get the ball and run this offense. We know you are a point forward. But when you're the one that's attacking and stop shooting all these doggone threes. He made a couple and he thought he was doing a heat check. And then he almost broke the backboard on one of them. I'm like, man, keep getting to the rim because that is where your biggest strength is. Mm -hmm. We talk about the mid-range. He hadn't used that a lot. He hadn't had any help from D'Angelo Russell at all. He's another guy that he thinks he is the, the one that everybody should be getting the ball to. And it's like, no, man. You're not that guy right now. You're not that guy. You have to find a different matchup. And going back to what Patrick was talking about in the very first segment, if Darvin Ham hadn't been watching film to see what the matchups are, I hope somebody else has. Well, you need to go find yourself an Eric Spolstra, somebody in that film room that really believes in what they're saying and what they're seeing and going out there and having that help defense. Because you doing that pick and pop and going underneath the screen for Jamal Murray, he's killing you with that. Killing you. Yeah, and and that in reality is what it comes down to, is that the Lakers' identity this season, when they have been winning, has been defensive. They have been a good defensive team. And the, the Nuggets have just put up too many points. You know, when you look back at that Warriors series, when they were winning those games, they were holding the Warriors to about 100 points. And so around 100 points is where they need to hold their team to because they can score just over 100. So they're not a great enough team that they can go and, and outscore a bunch of guys. And against the Nuggets, they've allowed 132, 108, and 119. Mm-hmm. And that 108 game, you really need to win because that was right and enough that you could have pulled out a few more points. And that was where AD and LeBron just missed a ton of shots down the stretch. But that was the one. 108, enough. You played enough defense in that game to come out ahead. And these other two, you just didn't play enough defense. Jamal Murray toasted you, Mm. and you weren't able to do it. So until you figure out how to slow down Jamal Murray, because you figured out how to slow down Jokic some. Mm -hmm. So he's being slowed down a little bit. Now he had 15 points in the fourth quarter, so he still shows he can do it. But you can slow him down a little bit. You have to slow down Jamal Murray. If you can't do that, it doesn't matter offensively. It doesn't matter LeBron scoring more, AD scoring more, because you're not a team who can consistently win by putting up 120. That's not how the Lakers are built. No, that's a good point about Jamal Murray because he, I mean, in the playoffs, he's averaging, I think, like 27 points per game, but he has this ability to, to get hot and just and go almost kind of nuclear category five. And when he gets so hot, he can just take over a game. And he did it early, actually, in game three. It was like in the first it was like in the first yeah, quarter. He had 17, 17 in the first, right? first yeah. yeah. So, exactly. They, they got to keep him having that hot quarter. It was in the fourth quarter in game two. Uh, we had the fourth quarter where he just went off. Had the first quarter in game three where he just goes off. And Patrick's right. They just have no answer for him. 37 points in back-to-back games for him. So, that's big. That's a big part of what, you know, Darvin Ham's going to have to figure out schematically is how can you try to slow him down? Um, and I'll I'll point out also, man, the Nuggets have done a good job countering yeah. with the the schemes that uh, Ham's thrown out. Because it was pretty obvious at the end of the game one where that, they had that Denver almost had the collapse at the end of game one in the fourth quarter, where after leading by twenty points, the Lakers brought it back into what a one possession game. I believe it was a three point game at one mm-hmm. point, and a lot of that was they found they put a body. On Jokic, right, and then let AD uh, play kind of the, the basically almost a help defender 
um, kind of be the center fielder there and kind of play the lane. Um, there was great adjustments by the Denver Nuggets. That actually has not been as impactful because Jamal Murray's picked up any slack. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that particular strategy might have neutralized Jokic, and they've still been able to base run the offense through Jokic because he's a point center. Yeah. Have you ever had a point center before? Yeah, I mean, there's That's guys. That's magic. I mean, like, and again, yeah, Arvidas Sabonis yeah. was a guy like that that was an extremely good passer. He said, yeah. Uh, th- there's been guys that the offense has run through like that. He just does it at a level that makes it look really easy, and in a game today where there's not a bunch of bigs in general, it, it just – it, it sticks looks weird. Out. Yeah, yeah, it looks obtuse just to see a big man that skilled, mm-hmm. soft hands the way he is. And he's like I said, he's not a freakish athlete either. You know, his yeah. vertical isn't through the roof or anything like that. But his skill level is, I mean, he might be the most skilled player in the league. It's mm-hmm. weird to say that about a big man these days. But uh, anyway, getting back to the Lakers, uh, guys, we've talked, we've seen the numbers. I'm sure by now you guys know them. Uh, note basically the teams who have been down 3-0, there have been 149 uh, series where a team has taken a 3-0 lead. Uh, no team has come back to win a series after no. being down 3-0. Three teams have taken it to a Game 7, so maybe LeBron can do that. And by the way, if LeBron it does indeed bring the Lakers back, which I don't think is going to happen, all right, should have listened to Patrick on that one, <laughs> um, went with the GOAT, and you know what? Usually the GOAT is a safe choice, but this time it was not because the Denver Nuggets are playing like the best basketball team on the planet. Um, but if he does bring them back, man, talk about what talk about a – a resume builder. Yep. That'll be something else that'll you know, put him in that'll the conversation. That'll put him in a whole other level. Yes. Uh, you know, that would be, a, I guess, a, 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 deb- a, deb- a debate uh, data point, if you will, about LeBron versus MJ, that kind of thing. He's not going to do it, though, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I love LeBron. LeBron ain't coming back. Not against this team. No, you can't do not that because there's team. too much over on the other side. Too that much. They are, yeah. They're all knowing their roles and everybody's contributing. We haven't even talked about Michael Porter Jr. and what yeah. he's been able to do throughout this series mm-hmm. as well. He's been a problem. And for all the texters that were hitting us up a little bit earlier, I did talk to the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, today, and he, he, he did to Steve Harvey. I would like to apologize because <laughs> because he did not expect the Lakers to be this vulnerable and it was unforeseen in his eyes because remember he was on our airways and was telling us about how the <laughs> Lakers we were wrong, hey. everybody was wrong about the Lakers hey. and he said I would like to apologize. He did his got best, that, Steve Harvey. You got that fool's goal when y'all play. Exactly. Everybody got that fool's goal. Hey, man, we're beating up in this this Warriors team that's that they're they're champions last year. They're they're good, not going, man. They, this Warriors team ain't the team that it was. Yeah, this this was the saying it. And, and honestly, I thought the Lakers were going to put up more of a fight where they put up fights because in game one and two they were in it till the very game, end. Game one, and but two. you think they'd win one of these? And that's been the problem is they haven't been able I, – I thought the way they played that they would have at least won one before I went to 3-0. Uh, but I did think they were going to get dominated in the series overall just because yeah. Denver's just a way better team. They're built that way. This is a team that's been built growing for the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. And remember, this is the Western Conference matchup from the bubble. Yeah. The Western Conference finals matchup from the bubble. So this, this series has happened before two years ago. Denver has continued to build – and basically, Lakers had to do a full reset in that time. And they got to do it again. And just kept AD and, and LeBron. And they got to do it again. They got to do it again because Austin <laughs> Reeves is gone. Exactly. You're going to lose and, and, a lot of pieces. And I had to look at it because Austin Reeves it <laughs> falls in that weird category with Austin Reeves that basically they can offer him the mid-level exception. But because they only signed him to a two-year deal, instead of a three-year deal, at three years they could get his bird rights. At a two-year deal, they were not able to get his bird rights. 
which Bird writes basically was when they invented the salary cap. Larry Bird was on the Celtics. They could not afford to keep him. And exception. So there's yeah. a rule that if a guy's been on your team and you can go over the cap to sign him, they cannot go over the cap to, to re-sign Austin Reeves. Yeah. So what they can offer is under the cap, offer it. They can go over it. I believe they'll have it with Farouk Yachimura because he has it through Washington. Mm. So they'll be able to get him in. I believe they could do it for D'Angelo Russell too, but they probably won't. No. Uh, but they could go over. So basically you would have to sign Austin Reeves but I think it's $11.9 million to the mid-level and the way exception. He's, balling, he's gonna get paid. So they're saying the most they can offer him is four years, eleven point nine per season, which is roughly fifty million dollars over four years. People are projecting him to get around eighty to ninety. Uh, and and he's balling. So it, it's yeah, he's balling. So you lose another major piece of that team that you have to try and find a replacement for. And and LeBron's not getting any younger. No, no. he's not. He still looks good for thirty eight, but like we said, they they needed him to be Superman in this series, well, and he's just not. It's just, hey, and we know that he signed that one more year of that contract, but Bronny's in the draft in a year probably. Hey, and he, wherever he goes, LeBron may aim his free agency to just go look. I get him be forty. I wanted to play a little bit longer, but I can see. I can't play at that level. Wherever he goes, I'm spending a year there. To hang on my side. Doing the Griffey Jr. Yep. And I'll be Coach Moon. I'll Jackie Moon his thing. Because yep. he can kind of, I Man. guarantee he'll be like a coach slash player. That he'll, if they try to get that team in Las Vegas and he's, wants, he's trying to be on part of that, yeah. I don't think they can get it in enough time where he no. can be the Jackie Moon. Yeah. But, but he'll but find he'll, a way. Yeah. He'll, when he's done, I mean, every, it's not a secret. He's basically told everybody he wants to buy into an NBA team. Yeah. And if you can, I don't know, you can. Persuade him, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, LeBron, buy into our team, you know, minority ownership, that kind of thing. Hell, the Rockets, things are going so weird for the Rockets. They might as well just draft Bronny, see if they can get Bron there. I, I do. The <laughs> I, well, no, but see, like, the Rockets make sense. I don't get, like, there's some teams, though, that you're like, would he really go there? Like, if Oklahoma City drafted Bronny, would be like, I love you, kid, but I'm going to retire. I'm going to come watch your games. We'll yeah. <laughs> play each other work. a couple yeah. times a year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a great point, too. If some, uh, yeah, basically if one of the kind of dumpster fire franchise decides they want to go all in on Bronny, does yeah. LeBron still decide he wants to play with his son? I think he does. I think yeah. he will. I think I, he I'll, will. Tell you the team, I'll tell you the team that needs to do it. It's Portland. Portland needs to go after Bronny and just be like, look, then we have Dame and LeBron and they're going to be, oh, we're just going to try it one time. Oh, you'll be on TV a lot. It's the only way we're getting any free agent to come you'll here. Put, you'll yep. put a lot of butts in seats. I'll tell you that right now. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, all right. That's a good conversation. There. We'll get, uh, I want to get to uh, Raj Rapp before we do that. Just a brief conversation about the uh, Miami Heat, who are also up 3-0 in their series over the Celtics, guys. And we talked about this. And even Magic Johnson said it. Magic Johnson never has a hot take. Never talks He has it. the most never vanilla takes, yep. and they are the most lukewarm takes. It's like... Uh, Lakers won a game today. Good for the Lakers. Go Lakers. That's, that's about as vanilla Big as it gets. Magic Johnson. <laughs> yeah. um, he actually said that the Boston Celtics quit. Yes. In a tweet. Said they quit. And I agree. They did look like they laid down. They, they After the night, let's see what he says about the Lakers. Let's see what he says about his own Lakers. Yeah, matter of fact, you need to... Yeah. I'm gonna pay attention to that those, tonight. When they say those yeah. glass houses should yeah. throw stones, exactly. hey, magic. Your house is glass. Hey, homeboy. it's looking fragile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Miami Heat with a 128-102 win over the Celtics in Game Three to take a 3-0 lead uh, on them. And I love uh, this stat that the Miami Heat are the first eighth seed. Uh, to ever win a playoff game by 25-plus points, at least since 1984, I should say. So maybe not 18, but the first mm-hmm. team since 1984. They also are the first underdog uh, since the 1986 Rockets 
to win three straight games as an underdog in the conference finals. This is a magnificent display of coaching, leadership, culture, basketball character. Not saying they ain't got skill. They got a ton of skill. For sure. But, guys, you realize the Heat's rotation of players, which is basically nine players, have more undrafted players in their rotation than lottery picks? This is like a Spurs-like story Mm -hmm. that's coming together. And those guys, Gabe Vincent, 29 points. Duncan Robinson, 22 points. Uh, Max Struss, 10 points. Caleb Martin, 18 points. All undrafted guys that basically were the leading scorers for them in Game 3. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy thinking that this is a team that the Heat got got so much flack for being the bought team with LeBron James and Chris Bosh, and you just bought yourself a championship – and now they have it on the complete flip opposite ding, ding, side. Ding, 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 ding. That is a great point, man. So they've done it both ways. They if, have. if they yeah. win the title this way, that that would truly be an extraordinary feat for Pat Riley. Speaking Pat Riley and Eric Spolster. We got to start giving Eric Spolster a lot of credit, yes, too. Yes, we do. Uh, we've, we've talked hard brought that up as well, and I agree with it 100%. Here's a Pat Riley little nugget for you that is just mind-blowing. This is totally unbelievable. So if they go to the finals, which it seems to be a safe assumption that they're going to go to the finals up 3-0 and no team has ever uh, collapsed after a 3-0 lead in the playoffs in the conference finals. Uh, Pat Riley, one win away from his 19th appearance in the NBA finals as a player, coach, or executive. 19. That will mean that Pat Riley has either played in, coached in, or been his team's top decision-maker in 24.7% of all the finals in NBA history. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable when you sit there and you think about it. And you look at over the time, right? We always talked about Red Arbach, right? What he was able to do with the Boston Celtics. And I know everybody always talk about Boston was always cheating up there. He well, always yeah, there was pre-salary cap yeah. for a lot of this. Yeah, they kept – and they had so many great players at yeah. one time And the draft, the, the draft wasn't done the same way where you right. basically draft people from your area and they basically had the Northeast locked up so any good player from the Northeast would was go to going the Celtics. There. Yeah. And then you look at what we saw with your dynasty, Patrick, with uh, Pop and how he's built it throughout these years. But when you look at Pat Riley's track record – from when he was with the Lakers, where he was when he went to Miami, how where, where he was when he was with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about the markets of what he's been in and the players that he's had around him, and he's always good. You want to have uh, somebody – what was their uh, race relations? Have Pat Riley talk to people. Because Pat <laughs> Riley seems to always have the brothers on well, his side. Pat Riley's so damn cool. Yes. Man. He's still up there looking like he's him. chilling with the slick back hair. He does, man. Pat Riley's yeah. got so much swag. But he knows. It's like it's like Texas will try and get these guys to come on to the basketball team. Because you go, we can't have all five stars. Because we have yep. all five stars, no one's going to have that real dog in them. Exactly. And we got to get – and Serge Barry Rice is that last year. It was like, we need a guy – who is fighting for his life, his basketball life on this court every day. And Miami has a bunch of those guys on that roster. Yeah, they do. And that helps they're the all paying for that. Yeah, they're yeah. all paying for that. Um, they're playing for that contract. They're all trying to get yeah. money now. And so they're, they're dialed in. And, again, you talk about the underdog and you talk about the, under, uh, no, the non-drafted players. Look at what Spolster did. Spolster mm-hmm. started from the bottom. So his story to them is relatable. Yeah, because he was a film guy. I agree with that. And now he's leading this team. So when he goes in there and he's talking about, "Hey guys, nobody believed in me either. I had to watch film and break it down and be the guy that was bringing coffee to the office, picking up donuts, running errands. You guys are me. Let's go." Yeah, 
And he's and out then, there motivating. And then he got you down as has him trying to fight anybody who don't exactly. practice hard. <laughs> hey, you better get out there and practice. I've been in the league longer than the bro. Just sitting in the back playing <laughs> dominoes with somebody in the back, yep. coaching them up. No, if they if if the Miami Heat, this improbable story actually ends up being a championship story. Um, basically, Eric Spoelstra will be tied for third in NBA Finals appearances um, and seventh in rings. Unbelievable. So he would be in discussion with Red Auerbach, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, Popovich. Holla. Fame right there coach. in that conversation. Hall man. of Fame coach. Uh, all right, let's talk about some other Hall of Famers. Uh, ESPN, I think it was Bill Connolly, actually released their top 75 quarterbacks since 2000 in all of college football. Um, it relates to one of my most unpopular sports takes that I've ever had Uh-oh. on the airwaves here in ATX. And I'm sorry, but we got to bring it back. It's a hated oldie, but a goodie. Right <laughs> here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 Down the Horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to uh, Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Um, I want to get to this uh, ranking by ESPN and Bill Connolly. So they got together and they ranked the top 75 college quarterbacks since 2000. And they didn't really give you a concrete criteria. I'm sure it's ESPN staff, Bill Connolly, so he's ESPN staff writer. So I'm sure he's got his own formula for it, algorithm, whatever. Uh, But they don't really list that, and I'm sure it's more, obviously, it is more subjective than objective because he doesn't necessarily list what the criteria is for everything. He just says the quarterbacks play in the 2000s, basically. So if you play in the 2000s, you can make the list. So I'll just give you the, uh, let's go through like the top 15 because it's a really long list. we We can talk about this list probably for the next week or so. It's a really long list. Let's go to the top 15. Um, that'll uh, take care of the Longhorn quarterbacks, and we can kind of break the list down from some of the other highlights and lowlights. And now get to my unpopular sports opinion, which still resonates to this day, and this list kind of reminded me of that. So number 15 on the list is Sam Bradford. Number 14 on the list is Kellen Moore. Uh, 13 on the list is Johnny Manziel. 12, Colt McCoy. 11, Trevor Lawrence, 10, RG3, 9, Marcus Mariota, 8, Lamar Jackson, 7, Kyla Murray, 6, Deshaun Watson, 5, Joe Burrow, 4, Tim Tebow, 3, Vince Young, 2, Cam Newton, and 1, Baker Mayfield. I'll just say this, Oklahoma has got to be more represented on this list than any other quarterbacks that I any other program that I've seen because they have five guys on the list yep they got uh just talked about it. they got well actually more than five they got six guys on the list <laughs> take that back they got Baker Mayfield number one they got Colin Murray at seven Sam Bradford at 15 Jalen Hurts I know back and forth Bama NOU at 25 Jason White at 32 and Landry Jones at 39, at 39. yeah and the reason I, I won't hate on that's because Oklahoma's won the Big Twelve. <laughs> no, I'm not. I think they no, they right. won it, and, I, and I, this may sound like an exaggeration because the number off the top of my head is 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 tough to remember. 
I think they won a Big Twelve with like eight different quarterbacks. I'm not, I'm not making that now, bro. Well, I think, think like, about all, it. All these guys have won the Big Twelve. I was going to say that's six of them. That's what I was and just I about say, to say. And I want to say there's some other to throw it in there too that have also won it. I want to say they won. They won the Big Twelve with seven or eight different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. one of those kind of numbers. And when Texas wins the Big Twelve, it's you know usually kind of a transcendent quarterback, or at least going back to you know the Colt and Vy to get you in that conversation. Okay, so here's my. We can get to the. The, the list a little bit and debate that, but I'll, let me start with my unpopular sports opinion that I told you guys that I would revisit. <clears throat> and I'm sure CB remembers this because uh, I'm sure CB hates it. This <laughs> uh, sake. But I did say that, and this was, man, this was way back in the day, and we were having a debate about what all-time great college quarterback would you take? So this is before Baker Mayfield was even on the scene in the conversation. And the conversation came down to Cam Newton, V.Y., and Tim Tebow. And it was a Cam Newton kind of V.Y. conversation they were having. And I said I would take Cam Newton over V.Y. Slight edge, slight advantage. Not that I don't love V.Y. Of course I love Vince Young. But the reason I gave Cam Newton a slight edge back then, and they give him, Bill Connolly gives him an edge here too. He doesn't list exactly why. Or he didn't say exactly why he was listed over Cam Newton. Cam Newton, the team that he won the national title with, I don't remember any of those guys being great NFL players or even high draft picks at all. Mm. My take was that basically Cam Newton did more with less. He he, he did more with less. And you look at him, and this is a crazy stat that you have to throw out there about Cam Newton. I saw this stat actually over the weekend before this list even came out. If you go look at the uh, the national the 2010 national title team for Auburn, Cam Newton is the only member of that team with an NFL reception, rush attempt, or pass attempt, and only one of the O linemen started an NFL game. What? I'll repeat that 2010 Auburn national championship. <laughs> it, that team, Cam Newton is the only member of that team with an NFL reception, rush attempt, or pass attempt. And only one of their offensive linemen started an NFL game. Just one. Wow. You know how many of VY's offensive linemen were drafted uh, and started in the NFL? Every one of them. Yeah, one of them. Except for Lyle Sinlon. I think he was, he was undrafted. undrafted but he, started, but he, he started nine in the, yes, 10 he years did. in the league? Yes, and started every started game. Started every game? Yes. It was a beast. Yes. All five of them. Yep. Guys, I mean, I know, listen, VY is awesome. I call him Black Jesus, too. But what Cam Newton did there at Auburn, he did way more with way less talent around him. Sorry, I know Longhorn fans don't like that. How about this? I'll give you another little stat about him because I went deeper. He he basically was a one-man show. There only one other player from that Auburn 2010 offense, left tackle Lee Ziemba, was picked in the 2011 draft. He went in the seventh round to the Panthers. Hmm. He played in six total games. Outside of Newton, the most prominent NFL player from that Auburn offense was lineman Brandon Mosley, who also was a 2012 fourth-round draft pick and the only one of Cam Newton's receivers, running backs, or tight ends to appear in a regular season NFL game was Ontario McCaleb. McCaleb. Remember that guy? No. Who played five five snaps on special teams for the Bengals in 2014. Guys. That's amazing. 
nothing. Like he didn't have it was it was just he was a one man wrecking crew out there. Vy Literally. was too. Vy was awesome, but Vy played with man. Selvin Young was a hell of a player in the backfield. Jamal Charles holds the record for yards per rush in NFL history. He just eclipsed Jim Brown a few years when he said said Benson. That was just oh five. Oh, said, oh, said was yeah, already just gone. You talking about just yes, all on five that 05 team? Okay, that's where that was going. Uh, but you had Amart Hall, who's an NFL fullback. Mm-hmm. Lyman Swede was a second round pick. I mean, that so that's the only reason I say I, I do give Cam Said Griffin a uh-huh. slight. Oh, oh yeah, no, don't even go to defense. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm talking about just offense. Gotcha. Yo, defense. You had like what? Yeah, <laughs> five, six first round, second round picks on that defense alone. Yeah. yeah, guys, it was a better defense than the Auburn defense. We know that. So my point was that I, I just think Cam Newton did more with less. Do I think Cam Newton's a better player than Vy? Oh, I mean that's a that's a difficult conversation to have. It's a lot of nuance in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt that Cam Newton did more with less. It's a very there's very no fair question. argument. That yeah, is go a look at very the, go look at the roster argument. that was around yeah. Vy was unbelievable. So like I said, I've just revisited my very unpopular opinion, my very unpopular take. It's one of those unpopular. Unpopular hills you're willing to die on. Mm-hmm. That was my unpopular hill I was willing to die on. I was like, no, nah, I'm sorry. It's just true. I know nobody wants to hear it, <laughs> but it is the truth. In my, the way I see it, a lot of long fans will disagree with that. But give me the reason why you give VY the edge, other than I love VY. He's awesome. Can you g- give me some analytical, statistical proof, evidence as to why VY is better than Cam as a college player? And you're like, he played longer. That's, that's why to me. Cam gets the edge. Yeah. B.Y. played longer. He had longer to establish himself with the team, get rapport. Cam yeah. came from a damn Juco that year. It was less than a year he was on campus, I yeah. believe. Totally. And won a championship there, too, by the way, at a Juco. He's, I'm not, at Blinn. And so they, say that, uh, they said Cam Newton didn't beat the greatest team ever. Yeah, that's a good point. He didn't. So if you want to throw that out there, you can. That, that's a, that's a, you can go out there and say B.Y. did it all on his own. Did he do it all on his own? Maybe. Uh, I don't know about that because I know Michael Huff came and made a tackle <laughs> on third and short. And I know Michael Griff made a and hell Michael of a play. Gr- yeah, Michael Griff like, stopped it on the goal line. Cam, yeah, Cam, Newton, Cam Newton was more of a one-man show. He yep. was. He was one of a one-man record. There's no doubt. Did V.Y. go out there and, and have the most exciting moment in college football history? Yes, because V.Y. V, I would say V.Y. played. And I, it's hard to say this, too, because Cam Newton played the game. V.Y., they played, they played the game with the same type of swagger, too. Yep. That was a swag to oh, way he played goodness. the game. And it, and, it, and it brought fans. Like, fans liked watching V.Y. Cam, Cam caught a touchdown pass in a game so, to win. Yeah. He lined up at wide receiver, and they threw him the ball because he was 6'5". And he's like, throw me the ball over here. Very interesting. Uh, more with I didn't realize, I guess I didn't realize that, that uh, you had that unpopular opinion. I mean, that's nice. Though. I'm not hating I'm on like, No, I'm not at all. Saying, like, I'm just gave, like, there's no doubt Cam had less talent around him to accomplish similar things. It wasn't that Gene Chizik. It was. Yeah, think about a fire Gene Chizik the next year. <laughs> yeah. Guys, go look at that's the record. Auburn. Can we go look at the record? <laughs> I didn't even bring it up. Thank you, Hard. Bring the record up of Auburn before and after Cam Newton. Let's go look at 2009 Auburn and see what they were doing 2009 Auburn. Yep. Do you remember that record? I want to say it won like four games or something like that. They were awful. Okay, no, sorry, I was wrong. Eight games. I apologize. They won eight. They games. were they they were awful because of the fact that yeah. they were getting ready to fire their coach. No, they won uh, in 2010. Of course, they win national title, and then in 2011, they go they go they go eight and five in 2011. So they mm-hmm. won eight and five back to back, and then they went three and nine. That's when he's fired. 
So they went three and nine two years later, and then he's fired. Yep. So it, they're 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 a good football team on both sides, but then he took them to another level. So like I said, it's a debate, and it's a healthy debate. Just saying, it was an unpopular sports opinion that I thought about that I had to bring back, and I think it's like ten years old when I saw this list because I think I would. I don't know if I'd have Baker Mayfield number one. Hell, no. Tim Tebow is probably in that conversation, but Baker Mayfield, I mean, his resume. It stacks. I would have, I would, you know, it I would have looked at Tim Tebow because of the what he did with his team, as far as being number one. If they were going to put guys at number one, I thought he did a good job. He did a great job at at uh, Florida. When you look back at what that team ended up being, a bunch of criminals and wild folks on there for them to point. go out there and him to be able to go up for the Heisman Trophy twice. Even though I didn't think Tim Tebow was that great of a quarterback, but he was a great leader and a great motivator, and he won the Heisman. And he won the Heisman. I guess maybe that knocks V.Y. a little bit, too, because he didn't win the Heisman. But I, I always tell Logan fans, you can't have both. You can't have both. You don't win the I national the title. You don't win the national title if V.Y. is not so upset about being you know, disrespected True. by not winning. He wins that Heisman. I think he's a little satisfied, just a little bit, and maybe you don't get enough for that, you know, for for Vy to have that Herculean effort at the end, um, that superhuman effort at the end, but it's an interesting conversation. Also, my other unpopular sports opinion—I always say another one from back then—they um, don't. Well, I guess they actually do kind of hold up here too. I once said, and it's—I know people are gonna hate it. I, I said it in 2008, so just keep in mind the time frame here, the context of it. I said in 2008 when uh, Cole McCoy is playing his at probably the best we've ever seen him. I said, honestly, if you take RG3 and bring him here to Texas, I do believe he would have similar results and win the Heisman. He would have been playing safety. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I wasn't, I wasn't hating on Cole. I just said, no, you bring him here and you put him in the same system, whatever, he'd have similar results because he's, he's that elite of an athlete and that dynamic of an athlete, that quarterback. Yeah. And then he ends up winning the Heisman years later, and they have him ranked 10. They have Cole McCoy at 12. Yeah. I yeah I don't I think I don't know if I'd put him ahead of Cole McCoy, but it just reminded me of that unpopular sports opinion because uh-huh. RG three did win the Heisman, so that, I guess that's why he gets the the nod. But Coach two thousand eight season and the 09 season, whew, man, that's two of the great. I think he set really the completion percentage record all time in 08. It was broken, yep. I believe, after that. But he said yep. it in 08, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, good discussion, though. Uh, go check out that list, ESPN's uh, top 75 quarterbacks uh, since 2000. Uh, two Longhorns on there. VY at 3, Cole McCoy at 12. All right, we come back. Another off the record on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie on now The Horn. Right here on 104.9 The Horn, it is a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick plays jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a tough weekend. That was certainly the case for Celtics and Lakers fans over the weekend. All right, time for another off the record here, gentlemen. Uh, this story comes from, I got it from the New York Post, uh, but it's another survey that was done. And this survey is about bachelor and bachelorette parties. Did you did you have a bachelor party, Harsh? Uh, no, I did not have a bachelor party. Oh, how many did you have? Five. <laughs> I can tell by the look at him. I was like, oh, that means he had more than one. Uh, 
You had five? five? No, this is a hard yeah. run. He, Harge knows every damn buddy. Uh, so to fit everybody Harge knows in, I'm surprised it's only five. That's a good point. You're well, right. I had some limited, yeah. I had some restrictions. Couldn't yeah. have ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they, where do these take place? Now I got, I'm curious now. All over, bro. Like all over this country? No, 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 no. All over the state of Because some people go to different cities and no, stuff. No, I made everybody come to me because I, I still had to go home. Yeah, you, you know still had to go home. You still damn right you home. did. Yep. Love should have brought you home last night. <laughs> and it did. And it did. Yes, it does. Uh, bonusfinder.com surveyed 6,000 people um, about bachelorette and bachelor parties. Um, and apparently, there are a lot of, um, I don't know, there's a lot of um, dishonesty and mm-hmm. potential infidelity happening at bachelor parties based on these studies. So apparently, uh, this study done by Bonus finder.com it said the most con- common instances of infidelity were relatively chaste including they said a lap dance which that's not infidelity to me it said 33 percent people got a lap dance uh there was 20 22 percent kissing i guess that may be a little outside the lines mm-hmm. that's outside the lines right uh 11.2 percent of attendees admitted to sleeping with someone what oh yeah and nine percent said uh, they got uh, little. They actually had some group, <clears throat> little group stuff going on, little group love. Turn up at the bachelor bachelorette party. Now, you had five of these things. Yeah, but I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember half of them. <laughs> I did not inhale. I did not inhale. <laughs> I did not. Oh, there you go. I don't think my bachelor party was that turned up. No, where but was I, yours I, at? Hmm? Was yours in town? Yeah, it was in ATL. I mean, you have just one. Oh, okay. I, I, would, I would also so, venture. It was during. It was. It was a COVID party though, so it wasn't COVID. Ah, yeah, because yeah. I, I got married during COVID. I would right. venture that's to right. guess if you are sleeping with somebody at your bachelor party, you this is not the first time you have cheated on that person. I agree with that. I don't think you're. I don't think you're finding out you're a cheater at your bachelor party. <laughs> I agree with this. Yeah, that's I think, a great point. Patrick. I think that's one where you're like, they're like, oh, you did that, and you're like. Oh, if you knew the other stuff I did. Yeah, and think about cheating at your bachelor party is you got a lot of witnesses. That's what I'm saying. You, a got, lot of you got your boys that you already know. And you better yeah. believe somebody didn't called. Yeah, because yeah. no, you already got you your got boys there in your group. that already know you're cheating on your girl. Because there's, a, there's, a, there's a, one of your boys in your group, his girl is friends with yep. your girl, yep. and they, he's definitely going to pillow talk and say way too much. And what happened to that? You should have oh, seen got crazy. that fool over <laughs> there. They're going to be drinking one night and go, oh, he got crazy. What happened? This, that? Wait, what? No, no, I didn't mean that. No. What you mean crazy? Oh, it wasn't nothing. No, did I say Steve? Did I say Steve? I'm in Marcus. I'm in Marcus was the one. Steve was Steve good. Steve Venn. Uh, yeah, Steve Venn. Steve Venn. Oh, you don't know him? You yeah, know Steven? You don't know Steven. <laughs> oh, no. He's a, he was, dude, we kicked him out of the group. He's crazy. Steven, yeah. I know you always blame it on the some random dude. There's always one troublemaker. You blame everything is blamed on him in the group. I, there's a movie coming out about this. Is it really? There's a movie with, I think with John Cena in it. Yes, because every, it's every guy group has that guy. The premise of the movie is it's four friends who continue to blame things on one magic, yes. on like a made up person, <gasps> and then their wives are like, "Well, we need to meet this person because he's," and in- so they have to <laughs> hire somebody to be that person. Right. That is a great premise for so a movie. That is, that is a movie that because every guy group has that dude. It's like, yeah. bro. I'm going to be out a little bit later. I'm blaming you. I'm going to say, you started acting crazy. You started wilding out. I had to get you to the crib. All out of stuff about you. So I can say, I hit it at 2 in the morning and my woman won't be asking where I am. Yeah. I'm with you. 
But you, I take care of you. That's why I got to be with you because you're such an S show, man. Yeah, yeah. You're just so irresponsible. I, and by the way, I've, I've told people that <laughs> and use they will me believe that you. Yes, because I'm like, I'm you're like, look, dude, I'm like, we're just hanging out. We're fine. But you, if you got to tell her that I'm an idiot who got who drank too much, yes. go right ahead. You because you're the single guy. Single yeah. guys can be that. You got to be that guy yeah. for the for the guys. I'm not getting in trouble. Yes. See, Patrick understands. That's why you're a great wingman, Patrick. <laughs> Just the fact that you know that, mm-hmm. Lo, you are way ahead of the game, man. There you go. Every group's. What's the name of this Patrick, guy? Patrick has been that guy, he He's says. Been that guy. Um, so, what's the name of this guy? Yeah. Do we have a name for it? Because wingman, is that just an extension of the wingman duties? That is yeah. definitely an extension, extension of the wingman, wingman yeah. duties. You're just a wingman, yeah. like for relationship people? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And, all your, and it, uh, the worst part is none of it's even bad. It's literally the guy just like, I'm just having fun. <laughs> and I just want to keep having fun yep. for I two more hours. I want to sit down on the toilet and, when I pee. And that's it. And then that's all it is. Like, I just want to, like, I don't want to have to go home. But if, but she's at home by herself. And so she's mad that I'm having fun and she's not having any fun. Yeah. So, and it's like, yeah, just say I'm an asshole. That, have fun with her. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you're having way too much fun without your woman. She doesn't like that. You can yeah. be having, you can be, you can be having yourself a decent time. You can be enjoying yourself. But if you're having way too much fun, I'm talking about getting on the phone. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, hey, shut up, hard. Yeah, you wild and boy, babe, babe, I can't even hear you. It is so weird, wild. She is already upset, and she doesn't. It doesn't matter if she knows where you are and you got proper reason to be there. Nope, she is mad because you have yeah. way too much fun, and it's without her. And that's like without that. her. It's without her. That's what it also is like. Why are you having so much fun without yeah. me? Yeah. So you know, don't don't act like you're having too much fun without your woman. That'll get you in trouble. I just want to be the funnest guy. <laughs> I just want to be the most. You always act like you. It's more fun with her when you call. Right, you right. like, babe. It's been hate being here. Hard's got me out of here, man. He's tripping. He's tripping. The drink's too noticing, high. And I'm noticing that my name is popping up in this thing. You're <laughs> supposed to say Patrick. <laughs> Sorry. You're supposed to say Patrick. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> I'm already blaming Hard. You're right. Yeah, someone says he's sacrificial lab. How about this? Yeah, Crystal Plummer says, I'm that guy, proudly. He said, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, the fall yeah. guy. Texas said, that guy is called the fall guy. I think you're right. I think it's the fall guy. Yeah. Not the wingman. You're the fall guy. You're the fall guy and the wingman. It's yeah. good. There you go. I like it. All right. Uh, we come back. We'll get into NFL news notes and nuggets. There's a new quarterback rule we have to address. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also, we'll get into a little Texas baseball discussion in the 6 o'clock as well. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.